25th anniversary celebration. You understand, you mathematicians, what that means. Amen. You understand that it means that this church was planted in 1844. Is my math right? You understand that in 1844, these United States of America was still struggling with the scourge of slavery. Is anybody happy? Amen. You ought to be excited just at the math to understand that in the midst of a national crisis, in the midst of chattel slavery, men and women had the courage to plant something that God has watered 175 years continuously and nowhere in the history does it say and then the church split. You ought to be excited just about the history knowing that in the midst of struggle this church opened its doors. Mm. It is not insignificant that the doors of this church have been located in different parts of the District of Columbia. Its entire history, you ought to be excited. I don't know about you, but I thank God for the testimony that this church has and that it reflects the glory and the graciousness of an awfully good God. It is, however, the idea that these doors have been open for 175 years that, Pastor, when you invited me, caused me some trouble, amen, as I begin to pray about the doors of this church being open 175 years. It is indeed miraculous. As I studied the history, I discovered that this church moved a total of seven times, and you've opened doors to a worship center or housing center or a helping center a total of seven times. We know that seven is God's number of completion. Something about the opening of these doors of houses of worship and places of care for seniors in the community has been nagging me and as I prayed I, I began to ask God what is it that you're trying to show me about these doors being open for 175 years and recognizing that a door is a hinged or otherwise movable section of a barrier wall that allows entry into or exit from an enclosure of some kind. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. The primary purpose of a door is to give access to those who are to have access to the enclosure and to provide security against those who do not. Conventionally, a door is a panel that fits into the portal of a building, a room, or even a vehicle. Doors are commonly made of a material that is suited to the task of which it is to perform and are most commonly attached by hinges within the portal, but doors can be moved by other means such as slime 
sides or counterbalancing. A door may be moved in various ways at angles away from the portal by sliding it on a plane or parallel to the frame by folding it in angles or spinning along an axis at the center of its frame. Doors then allow us to go in and doors allow us to go out. In many cases, a door's interior will match its exterior side, but in other cases, like your car door, what it looks like on the inside is different than what it looks like on the outside. Say amen, somebody. Often doors have a locking mechanism to ensure that only some people can open them. Doors can have a device like a knocker or a doorbell by which persons outside can announce their presence and request entry. Doors then, apart from dividing space and giving us entrance and exit, can have a secondary function of ensuring privacy by preventing unwanted attention from outsiders. Doors can separate areas that have different functions. Doors can allow light to pass into and out of a space. Doors can help control ventilation or air drafts so that the interior can be effectively heated or cooled. Doors can tamp down the noise and doors can block the spread of fire. Doors then, my beloved, have an aesthetic, a symbolic, and even ritualistic purposes. Uh, uh, to be given the key to a door can in fact signify a change in one's status from outsider to insider. Uh, doors and doorways often appear in literature, the arts, and even scripture with metaphorical, allegorical, or even a alliteration to help us to see times of change, opportunity, or blessing. For many of us, when we left college or graduate school, we discovered that we had a need to knock on the door of opportunity. Amen. Some of us were just looking for a way to get our foot where in the door. Uh, for those who love convenience today, uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash have given us a wider range of options than pizza. Amen. Uh, for dinner with door-to-door -door food delivery from thousands of restaurants. Now, if that's not you, don't judge me. Amen. In the name of Jesus, do not judge me. Amen. <laughs> Rock and roll musicians have allowed us to envision ourselves knocking on heaven's door and we use the term open door when speaking of free and unrestricted trade. We use it sometimes, you hear it now with politicians talking about open door immigration policy. The devil is a lie. If you're black or brown, you better get down. Amen. Others use the term open door when seeking to create an opportunity for immigration employment or advancement in one's career. Pastors, professors, and new age supervisors often opt for an open door policy, which means anytime you stop by, uh, all you got to do is knock on the door and I'll make time to see you. Uh, doors then play a major role in our lives uh, day in and day out. As a child, uh, I was reminded often repeatedly uh, to close the door. 
to come in or go out of the door to make sure that the door was locked when I went to bed or when I left the house and my father God rest his soul would often say you do not live in a barn shut my door when you go outside in the winter time he was quick to remind us that he was not trying to heat the hole outdoors and commanded us to close the door in scripture Cain was worried he was warned that sin was at his door blood was placed on the doorpost as the children of Israel were about to be released from bondage in Egypt and then we recognize that Abraham had to pull in the men that God had sent into Sodom and Gomorrah into the door as they were attacked at Lot's house yes a door is necessary and practical a door is a part of our everyday lives and even our history don't you thank God today for the small group of men and women like Gassaway Waters and Isaac Johnson and Charles Simmons and Carl Caruso and Charity Wilson and Eliza Wilson who tired of racism and discrimination uh, walked out of the doors of Mount Zion Church in Georgetown uh, for the last time uh, mirroring what happened at the John Street Methodist Church as our ancestors decided that they would not be segregated in worship that they would not allow their children to be naked something that they didn't name them aren't you glad that our ancestors had enough courage and enough conviction to get up from where they were and to walk out of some doors for the last time anybody ever had to walk out of a door for the last time anybody ever had a job that when your time was up you were happy to skip to the loo on out the door to say see you later after a while bye bye anybody ever been in a relationship and it wasn't working the way it needed to work and God said it's time for you to hit the door and you packed your little bags and you were happy skipping to the loo and you turned over the key and said I'm not going to need this key anymore I'm doors I apologize for those of you who don't know me very well but the general theme is straight up with no chaser amen y'all know what I'm talking about amen the truth of the matter is we need not act like we've always been so holy and so high like we've never been in a relationship that we didn't have a key to somebody's place even though we didn't pay the rent or the mortgage there. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It was even in the history of this church, Brother Gassaway who when it was time to leave the church in Georgetown the last time it was he who opened the doors to his home would you turn with me then to Revelation chapter 3 I want to lift up two two verses I promise I won't be before you long amen but we want to be obedient to the Spirit of God in Revelation 3 and verse 7 and 8 
And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these are the words of the Holy One, the true one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Look, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have little power and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. For just a few minutes, if you would consider this meditational thought, the door is still open. The door is still open. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, here we stand on holy ground. God, we pray now that you would dispatch ministering angels all around. God, we pray right now that this preacher would sit down. God, and the real preacher who is the Holy Ghost would speak up. Oh God, we ask right now that you would send out your light and your truth. God, that we who are here seated might look over, under, and around the human preacher. And God, we might hear your word. God, we ask right now that you would come and all of us God who are your people bless come Holy Ghost give your word much success spirit of holiness you were hovering in this place when we arrived rest now on us God we pray that the words of this my mouth God the meditations of my heart will be found acceptable in your and your sight alone God for you are my strength God you're my Redeemer Lord, you are my every, everything. I, God, we, God, sit with expectation. We pray now that you would speak. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Doors are featured, my beloved, uh, more than 180 times in scripture and represent an opportunity oftentimes either one to be gained or one that we are at risk at losing amen um, uh, today we do want to take a look then at the promise that is found in revelation chapter 3 recognizing that the door is still open the biblical promise of an open door that no one can shut sounds almost too good to be true, doesn't it? Amen. Uh, if you've ever had to confront opportunity being uh, stolen from you or blocked from you, it's hard to fathom and imagine a door that is open that nobody, no matter what position they occupy, how much power they think they have uh, or how connected they are to someone else in power can deal with. Uh, but that's what Revelation 3 and 8 promises uh, does God here uh, mean that he's promising me an open door to a better job or a higher position in the church that I've been longing for uh, does it mean that my practically non-existent love life is about to open up and Ms. Wright or Mr. Wright are going to walk through the door uh, does it mean that I can claim an entrance into any closed door that is in front of me uh, 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 the answer 
is uh, resoundingly no. Uh, the promise of an open door has nothing to do with a better job, nothing to do with a better love life, uh, nothing to do with a better car, a better boo, or anything else. Uh, amen. It may appear that the question uh, is an overstated example. In fact, that's exactly how we often think of and misapply this text. Uh, we often think that it is a, a, an open season on God giving us whatever we want. Amen. Uh, oftentimes, uh, we want God to open the doors that we want. How many of you know uh, that what God has for you is for you? Amen. Uh, sometimes we believe, amen, and this prosperity gospel that is so dangerous uh, has us thinking that all we have to do is blab it and grab it. Amen. Uh, pray it and say it. Uh, in the name of Jesus, the devil is a liar. God then here in this text is trying to speak to us, uh, giving us a promise of an open door and he's speaking to a church. This is then the six of seven letters to churches in the first century. God in speaking through John on the island of Patmos in a place that we know now called Asia Minor, then in the Roman Empire, in the seven letters, you got to read it for yourself, Clinton, y'all know it's homework, amen, in Revelation 1, 2, and 3, in 2 and 3, the seven letters the Lord directly addressed to these churches and spoke to them about their spiritual condition. God commends the churches for their good points and rebukes them for what he sees as their shortcomings. Uh, he gave the promise of an open door to the church at Philadelphia. And, and although this church saw itself and was seen by others as a small and feeble church, uh, God still recognizes uh, their power. Uh, when you read the text for yourself, uh, the Bible says that they are commended because they kept the the Lord's word and they had not denied the Lord's name. This was a church living in a hostile culture. Amen. This was a church operating at a time when it wasn't popular to call on the name of the Lord. This was a church that was being the church by serving those who were in need. This was a church who worshipped without worship turning into a carnival or a sideshow. This was a church who had prayer meeting and this was a church who learned that they at times needed to turn down their plates and fast. This was a church that kept spiritual discipline. This was a church that held fast to the testimony that Jesus was Lord. This was a church that was obedient to the word of God in the face of increasing external pressures and persecutions from the pagan Roman world. Lest we think that was way back then. Union Wesley, can I tell you that you are living in a time where folk are hostile to the church of God. You're living in a time where folk don't want to hear anything but a word that says whatever you want, all you got to do is ask and God is going to give it to you. We're living in a time where folk believe that I can do any and everything I'm big and bad enough to do and then I can hide behind where the Lord knows my heart. We're living in a time where saying sin is sin is no longer popular. When you talk about sin now you are considered a bigot. You are somehow picking on everybody else when you say that God has a standard and this is what the standard is. Don't you think for a minute that the church at Philadelphia was by itself in being persecuted 
Don't you think for a moment that the church at Philadelphia was facing external pressures? Don't you think for a moment that the neighbors in the neighborhood where the church was located was excited about them being there any more than the neighbors in this neighborhood uh, are excited that a black congregation uh, is still in the house. Aren't you glad the door is still open? Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I want you to understand then uh, what we're dealing with. Uh, we don't know all of the historical details of how the church of Philadelphia took advantage of its God-given opportunity, but here the word says that he would open a door that no one could shut. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I believe that 175 years ago, uh, the odds were against this church. Uh, 175 years ago, uh, in the midst of slavery in America, black men and black women uh, had the nerve to get up out of a predominantly white church. Uh, they had the nerve to walk out of those doors, uh, not knowing what was going to happen, but believing somehow uh, that their God was going to make a way. Uh, aren't you glad the doors are still open? Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I don't think it was because they were so wonderful. Uh, I don't think it was because they had so much money. Uh, I don't think it's because they had the right connections, uh, but I believe that God had made a promise uh, right here in Revelation 3 and 8. Uh, I believe one of them knew something about an open door. I believe one of them said, God has promised us a door and we're going to walk through it. Hallelujah. We know that this church had a serious testimony. We know that this church was serious about their commitment to God. We know that this church, like many today, was watching other churches be seduced by the culture. Read it for yourself. Read the letters to the seven churches. You'll discover that they were complimented for certain things. And then you hear this line, but I have ought against you. The church at Philadelphia was an exception in the set. Jesus doesn't hear as he's speaking. He doesn't say anything negative about the church at Philadelphia. This church that was seen as feeble and small. This church who some may have thought their best days were behind them. This church who found itself operating in hostile territory but held on to the testimony and continued to call on the name of the Lord. God blessed them. Look at the promise that he makes, promising them an open door. That is to say, he promised that they would continue to have opportunities to build the kingdom. I believe that the door is still open for Union Wesley AME Zion Church. Anybody know that God still has an open door for this congregation? Anybody believe that your, your former days will be greater than your latter days? That's not to say the last 175 years weren't amazing. But how many of you know we serve an amazing God? How many of you know that he's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above? anything that you could ever ask think or imagine oh there is a door that's still open Union Wesley uh, and I stop by to tell you uh, that God is holding it open for you uh, what then Pastor A does this door signify for the Union Wesley African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church uh, I believe it signifies the same thing today that it did for the church at Philadelphia and every other church that will hold fast I believe then that the door is still open for worship. 
anybody understand that what this is that we call church is really a worship center can I get a witness uh, any church where worship of the true and living God is not the primary purpose of the church you know what you have a country club amen anybody glad to know that when the doors are open they are open first and foremost for the people of God those who are seeking an experience with the Lord somebody who is battered and bruised by life somebody who is looking for an answer needs to come into the presence of a holy God how many of you know that when we come into the house we ought to come ready to worship we ought to come ready to lift up his name we ought to come to magnify his name and baby if your shoes are too tight take them off in the name of Jesus if you wore your Christian St. John suit and you're worried about sweating it out wear something else but you ought to know that the doors are still open for worship he didn't call us here to meet greet and eat amen that's not the purpose of the church but we're to come into his house to gather in his name to worship him the doors are still open for worship time out amen time out for us playing church time out for us wanting church to be over in an hour but spending three hours at the fellowship dinner time out in the name of Jesus time out for that the doors are still open for worship I don't know about you I don't know about you but when I come into the house of God amen I know we have business to do I know we have boards and auxiliaries and organizations and so-called ministries but the truth of the matter is that until I have met with the true and living God until I have heard him speak a word of life over me until I've been able to labor for him and thank him for what he's done for me there is nothing that you can tell me about the missionary society the Christian education department the lay council the trustee board the steward board because the truth of the matter is uh, this church uh, was not founded on boards and organizations uh, this church was founded on a testimony that said that on Christ the solid rock I stand uh, all other ground is sinking sand uh, this church uh, was founded on the promise that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. This church was founded as a house of prayer. And the truth of the matter is the only thing we ought to care about in here is lifting up the name of Jesus. He said, if I, if I, if I be lifted up, I draw men unto me. Churches that are not growing, I say to pastors all the time, if your church is not growing, you better check the extent to which you're lifting up Jesus because he is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. And when he said, if I be lifted up, I draw. If I'm lifting, he's drawing. That's why the doors are still open for worship so that we can lift up Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus in making this promise that he would open a door that nobody would be able to shut. The winds of change may blow. Neighborhood may be hostile. The culture may indeed be hostile, but he's made a promise. So I don't have to worry about all of that. How many of you know I don't lose not a moment's sleep about Donald Trump? This scripture helped me. This scripture helped me. Amen. It helped me not to concern myself 
with policies and practices when people think that they can trip me up and lock me out because here he said I know your works Union Wesley hold on amen hold on to the testimony that Jesus is Lord hold on to this as a worship center recognizing that he knows your works he said look I've set before you an open door that nobody can shut it doesn't even matter what folks try in your life let them try tell the devil every once in a while come on and bring it amen come on and bring it because God has already said I've got a door that he's open that nobody else is going to be able to shut Ooh, thank you Lord the text in verse 8 he said I know that you have but little power the truth is we know in Protestant churches we've been talking a lot about the decline in Protestant churches the decline in membership sometimes we long for the glory days amen in our conversations we talk about remember on Sunday morning how we used to have to put chairs down in the aisle don't we do that amen remember when the church used to be packed to the rafters oh remember 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 amen we spend so much time looking back at and remembering that we don't have any energy to invest in growing the church mm. the doors are certainly still open for worship but the doors of the church are also still open for work amen how many of you know amen that God did not bring us 175 years in this church for us to rest on the testimony of those who built it amen God did not call us a here to look and to see who is here or to be seen amen but God established this church he's allowed the doors to stay open because we have a work of ministry to do amen we've got a dying world to save amen we've got some folk who haven't yet heard that Jesus still saves from the uttermost to the guttermost we've got some folk right here in this community who don't know how they're gonna make it and they've never met Christ the first time we've got some folk who are looking for something in their lives and they don't know what it is that they're looking for but we already know because we found him we've got some folk who are sick and shut in who need to know that they're not shut out of the grace and mercy of God we got some brothers and sisters in correctional facilities who are locked up but need to know that they are not locked out of what God has for them we've got folk right here on the streets of DC uh, who need to know that yes Jesus loves them because the Bible tells them so uh, don't you know that there is yet work to do uh, somebody said well pastor I'm getting up in years uh, you may not be able to hit the streets to evangelize uh, but sister girl brother man you can pick up the phone amen uh, you can call and check on somebody uh, there's a work for all of us to do the doors of the church are still open for the work of ministry. God is calling this church not to forget your past, but rather to see the future and to serve this present age, to continue to reach out even as we reach up. Amen. Don't you know that the doors are still open? 
the doors are still open certainly for us to worship and that's what this really is a worship center it's also the place where we are deployed for work in ministry amen but this is uh, the other thing about the doors still being open here uh, it's still the doors are still open here because we have a witness amen God is calling this church to witness don't you know there's some baby churches some newly planted churches some churches that are only 20 30 40 50 years old and they need to know that they can make it amen this church is a visible witness to the continuing grace of God aren't you glad that just like this church God will allow us to continue on in what he's calling us to do don't you know that for time and time again in scripture there's a visible witness come here the man that was born lame you know why Jesus healed him it wasn't just for him he healed him and sent him on his way so he could be a witness come here the man that was born blind he said I don't even know who healed me all I know that I'm healed he was a witness there is an old Negro spiritual that says who'll be a witness for my Lord the answer said I'll be a witness for my Lord this church is here as a visible witness to who God is and what God does don't you know that he left the door open so that somebody would know that there is a God in Zion that somebody would know that God still specializes oh look around the congregation turn to your left and to your right look at your neighbor your neighbor is a witness there's some folk in here who have been sick in their body they're a witness there's some folk in here who thought they were gonna lose their minds they're a witness there's some folk in here that the doctor gave up for dead they are a witness there's some folk in here that didn't have two nickels to rub together at one point in their life they are a witness is there a witness in the house that God opened the door for you is there a witness in the house that in spite of the enemy's tricks the door is still open aren't you glad that he opened the door to your heart aren't you glad that he opened a way for you to connect back to him I don't know about you but I'll be a witness I hear the psalmist say lift up your heads all ye gates be lifted up what the everlasting door and the king of glory shall come in is your door still open is it still open for Jesus tonight Union Wesley are you still open to witness for him is there still a door open that says come on in my room oh God right now in the name of Jesus I don't know about you but he's looking for a witness he's looking for a witness he's looking for a witness the door is still open Union Wesley don't you dare think don't you dare think that your best days are behind you don't you dare sit and pine for what used to be celebrate what was thank God for what he is and then I came to tell you to square your shoulders back set your face towards what God has for you turn and march on to Zion knowing that if God promised you an open door that nobody could shut that settles it right there in the name of Jesus you don't have to worry about what comes and what goes they're gonna be high moments and low moments but you can rest in the knowledge that the door is still open I'm so glad that one of these days he's gonna come again he's gonna knock on the door he said behold I knock on the door 
open the door of your heart right now and allow him in. He promised that nobody would be able to shut it once he opens it. The door in this church opened in 1844. Thanks be to God is still open i pray that you'll keep worshiping you'll keep working you'll keep witnessing because god has promised nothing but good to those who would hold on to his name and the testimony that jesus is lord god bless you union wesley